We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are recording this while the Warriors play in the California Classic. No Moses Moody, no Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, our boy Justinian Jessup playing, but we will comment on how Moody and Kuminga, whoever wants to see play, uh, you know, later in the week. But right now we got the biggest news in Warriors. Probably the biggest news they're going to get in the offseason. A one Stephen Curry has signed a four-year extension, taking him through 2026 as a Golden State Warrior. Four years, $215 million. To tie onto it, first NBA player to sign two $200 million contracts. Also, probably the only player of his era, his generation, who's going to be a one-team player. Your thoughts? I mean, there is never going to be anyone like Steph Curry. This is, look, we knew, everybody knew, you didn't need to have sources to know that Steph is going to sign this contract and he's going to end up playing with the Warriors for the rest of his life. But when you kind of see it happen, it, it just, it really does hit you, Sam. There's nobody that's going to be like Steph Curry again. Um, the Warriors were miserable before him. The Warriors are going to be not as great as they are when he leaves, when he retires. And uh, there is not a player right now in the NBA that I think is as, I don't need, loyal is not really the right word. I think just resonates with their fan base. Just as much love, right, as Steph Curry. There's nobody, there's nobody like him. To me, Kobe, Tim Duncan are the two guys that come close to that type of the, the love that their fans give to Steph Curry. There's nobody like that in today's NBA. And I think that's uh, that speaks a lot to who he is and what he's done for the Warriors with the Warriors. I should say, I think about people who say he should leave. He should go chase a ring, you know, and he could have done that, but he's staying with the Warriors. He wants to be that one franchise guy. And I think honestly, in five, 10 years after he retires, we're going to look back on him with far more reverence than any of these players from this era who bounce team to team. You know, it's weird because like as a Warrior fan, I didn't even think we could have a legend on our, like I was just hoping we'd had a playoff team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And now, Somebody that could average 20 points even. 
someone who could get you to the seventh seed. Now it's like, now it's like you got three championships. You got kind of the iconic player of this era and make no mistake. He is the most iconic player of this era. And he's going to be in a Warriors uniform the entire time. I think that's, I think it's amazing. I think it is, it's, you know, I, I can't help but think of all these dudes who keep bouncing teams and how they're constant. The first sign of adversity, they're like, well, time to move to the next team. Time moves the next team. Right. If Steph was like that, he would have left the war. He would have demanded a trade when Clay got hurt. He would have been like, it's over. Time to go to Milwaukee. Time to do this. Time to do that. Instead, he's going to stick it out with the Warriors. They may have another down year this year. It may be a lean go of it for a period of time. But if he gets back to the mountaintop with this team, it's going to mean so much more than anything that, you know, I go to Miami, then I come back to Cleveland and handpick a team of all stars and all this sort of stuff. You know, I I think that's that's a great I think that's the comparison. I think you see the Lakers winning a title and I think that stuff doesn't really it just doesn't resonate the way that it does um, with someone like Steph that wins one. And like Giannis, you look at Giannis winning one. Look, the Lakers fans are going to love whatever happens and they win. Right. But it's just it's I hesitate to say that it means more. I just think that when you look back, when fans look back on Steph Curry's career, I think that the appreciation for that is going to be more. I think it's going to be, hey, look, Steph had to play with AC Law when he started his career, and then he played with Kevin Durant, and then he played with Alex Bowling. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then Jonathan Kaminga was the best player at the tail end of his career, and they won another few titles because of that. Like, Steph was there for the worst, the highest, and then the worst again, and then the high, like that stuff. I think what you're just trying to say, like that stuff is you can't write that stuff up. Like you can't, it is not manufactured, right? What Steph has done in his career as a warrior so far moving forward, it's not manufactured. It is who he is as a person. He's one of, I think, the most passionate, most honest basketball players that we'll ever see. Um, and I think the other crazy part, when you talk about the skill level of Steph Curry and who he is, there's going to be nobody like him in terms of, he's 6'3". And there's nobody in terms of shooting, scoring efficiency in the in the in the history of the NBA that is Steph Curry size, and that's crazy. I think it often gets forgotten in this. You have to compete every year thing, and believe me, we want the Warriors to make moves and be more competitive next year. I think it gets forgotten if you really want to stick it out with one team. You're gonna have some down years. Co- look at Kobe's career, the repeat with Shaq one of the more dominant teams I've ever seen falls apart. They get old, they trade Shaq off, but even beyond Shaq, it was like Ron Harper, Rick Fox, all those guys, Robert Rory, they all got old. Right. And then the Lakers are terrible, not terrible, but they're like in the middle, not really relevant for three, four years there. And then they re-rise once they finally build the team and he gets to lead through two eras or like Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan won a title a second year. He, wins four titles in his first, I want to say eight years, something like that. And then they, they're they kind of a first round out for about four or five years before they enter a second thing of true contention. And him winning one in 2014 after it had been seven years since he last won his previous title. I mean, that's the type of stuff where it's like, no one remembers the year with Smiley. No one remembers the year he broke his hand. What they remember is like 2015, they changed the game. They go on a dynastic run. 
yeah, there's some lean years in there. And then again, they go on one. And that's some special stuff. Yeah. He has a chance to do that. He realizes that is going to be more special than forcing a trade to Milwaukee. He could have forced a trade to Milwaukee. He could be a world champion right now. They would have won a title with him instead of Drew Holiday. Like, I don't think anyone's really disputing that as a fact, right? Not the path he wants to go. And I mean, I think the Bay is pretty happy about it. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to pick a living situation when you have all the leverage and you get to recruit all the best talent. It's easy. Not to say that it doesn't mean more, it means less, but it's easier, right? Every few years, you get to you get to basically use up all of the assets that the franchise that you have to try to win in those three years. Great. You're maximizing your ability. You're maximizing what you need to do to win in your career. But the way that Steph is doing it, I think is it is old school. And people are going to argue whether that's right or wrong in the way I don't care. It's just different. And I think it's a cool, uh, hearkening back to what Kobe did in his career. That's why people love Kobe so much. That's what Tim Duncan did. MJ, you know, he did leave at the end, but same thing, right? Magic Johnson, those guys, I think, man, there's nothing, there's nobody like that. Like Giannis, right? But like you saying, there's Giannis, but he's, he's a newer Giannis, generation. Giannis you is could, 26. He's not the same generation as Steph. Yep, who knows? Who knows where his career goes in five years? You know, Kyrie, Harden, LeBron, KD, go down the list of those guys of Steph's generation. Those guys pick and pick and choose the situations that they play in and life is easy. Steph Curry has been through the ups and downs of his careers. And I think, man. Um, if the Warriors can find a way to win another championship and we're going to get into free agency here in about two seconds, um, then it's going to be, it, it would be, it would be a, a great storybook ending to, uh, to what he's done here with the Warriors. Yeah. And he's also given the Warriors a bigger gift than he's getting credit for. He's given them stability. Oh, yeah. Whether they, uh, whether they figure it out this free agency or it's at the trade deadline or it's next summer, he's telling the world I'm a warrior. And if you want to come to an organization where you can play the superstar like me, I'm going to be here. You don't have to worry about me demanding a trade after six months like Russell Westbrook or like Paul George or like James Harden or any of these guys. He is firmly a warrior guy. So it gives the Warriors a level of flexibility. It makes Bob Myers and Joe Lacob's job a little easier in terms of attracting players. And you know, we'll see where they go with that, but that's something that they're going to, they, they're not going to appreciate it until it's gone, I guess is the best way to put it. You don't yeah. realize how much that helps you until it's gone. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
So Tuesday night, free agency started. The big name guys have signed. We knew the Warriors weren't going to, you know, spend 20 plus million on a player because they don't have the cap space or anything like that. Like they weren't going to get Jared Allen or get DeMar DeRozan or whoever it may be. Right. Um, but a lot of names are off the board and the Warriors have made two signings so far. And it's not over. I'm not going to grade them on free agency until like the roster's complete. But through two days, we have two names here. And I want your early impression. Otto Porter and Nemanja Bielitsa. Hey, it says you can't grade them. I give these both an A. <laughs> I give <laughs> well, these I'm both grade, I'm a. not grading the totality of them. Yes. You can grade yes. the individual side. Yes. Yeah, we'll start with Otto Porter. Uh, fantastic signing. I think uh, you brought this up last week. Uh, the light years listeners know last Friday after the draft show that, Call my that this was a target. Yeah, that this was a target. Yeah, I was a little shocked. Otto Porter, one of my favorite players uh, back in 2016, 2015, you know, right before he signed that big contract. Blog, and Blog uh, boy, Andy's favorite. Great, great player, right? Great role player. <laughs> does all the smart things you want. He's a basketball player. Um, for the vet men, uh, and I think this really comes down to if he's going to be healthy, he's going to be superb. And it feels like to me that the Warriors, you're not signing this guy unless you know he has some type of good bill of health here moving forward. He can still get hurt during the season, but I think as of right now, you operate under the assumption that he's, like, it's not like he's hurt right now. He's overweight and he's been hurt over the last two seasons. So I think you operate with, under the assumption that he's going to be relatively healthy. Uh, I guess the question is what type of burst does he have left? But I think offensively as a shooter, superb, 40%, right? He's not a fake shooter. He's a real, real shooter. And then defensively, he has the length to be a small ball for. So I'll pause there. That he's just, I think he's just and the best he's a signing. good passer. And yeah. he's a good passer. Cutter, I mean, all of that, right? He's what I call the uh, Boris Dial corollary. So I have this theory. In the NBA, they're superstars, okay? Then there are, uh, they're the second-tier guys who are really good and someone pays them a ton of money, and they're not that guy. You know, Andre Goodall is a perfect example. Boris Diaw is an example. Nicholas Batum is an example. Right. Where they get paid to be the man, and that's not who they are. What they're meant to be is that high-level glue guy who does just a bunch of winning things, but not the 25-point-per-game score. They go to a team where they're asked to be the man, and things go sideways. They tend to get out of shape or something goes wrong, and... Then they end up on their third team where they get to go back to being what they were meant to be, which is a solid role player. And that's when the career gets back on track. Otto Porter, we'll see what happens with his health. There's a long history of guys going to bad teams and then all of a sudden playing less often because, well, dude, we're 20 and 40. So I don't need to risk that tender back on this night. You know, that sort of stuff. Like, geez, we saw that with Draymond two years ago, remember? Right. I think the Draymond comp is the one that that I think about is he's not a guy like he's a much, much, much better player than Otto Porter ever will be. But he's just and not just a guy. A yeah. yeah, It's just a different like Russell Westbrook would have loved playing with the Warriors from two years ago like that. It would be perfect. He would average 28, 12 and 15 and just throw up numbers. We saw it. And and that's not who Draymond is. He's not that type of player. Same thing with Otto Porter, right? When that happens, you're going to say, well, I can't really get my own shot, so I'm not going to get points. Nobody's going to appreciate what I do defensively because nobody cares about that unless you're winning, right? right? So um, I think that, that kind of hurts. And the injuries, of course, right? But I think you're right. I think that mindset doesn't help. And we've seen that change with Batum. Batum, who, by the way, 
turned down probably a larger offer from the Warriors to play in the to play with the Clippers, who we kind of resuscitated his career with. So I think Otto Porter, fantastic signing. And you you said this, and and I forgot to bring it up is he's smart not just shooting and defending. He's great cutter, his little off the dribble game. And I think most importantly, he understands Steve Kerr's system. Like there's there's gonna be no Kelly Oubre, Kate Ken Bazemore type of right. Uh, he's the type here. of guy who will recognize if Steph Curry is open five feet away from him, which is something <laughs> which is Kelly so low Oubre standards, but yes. yeah, I mean yeah. He's, yeah, you're right. He is so everything comes to the caveat of his health, but he addresses one of what I think is the Warriors' biggest needs. I think the Warriors needed guys who could shoot in the front court. Uh, Draymond needs someone around him who can shoot the ball. Looney's not that. We see what Draymond looks like offensively when you have a front court partner who doesn't shoot the ball. Now you're adding someone like uh, Otto Porter, who I think is primarily a small ball. F- I mean, he's just a four, to be honest. He's 6'8, six, 6'9, six, uh, seven foot wingspan. He, he's got legitimate size and he can really shoot the ball. So he's going to make the game easier for Draymond. He's also a pretty solid passer and cutter. He's going to recognize when other people are open. He's a good team defender. I mean, he addresses... This isn't a... uh, I don't think it's a hot take to say that 2017, 18, like around that time, that Otto Porter pre-injury was better than the best version of Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Oh, see, this is the take that I was going to have. I agree. I think, well, he's not going to be that guy anymore. It's hard to believe that. But I think in the situation where he becomes 80% of that player, I think he's a better fit in the closing lineup than Andrew Wiggins. I think you go with Steph, Jordan Poole, when he takes another leap, mini leap, and he becomes a guy that can get to the hole and can shoot consistently. And you play Clay at the three, and then Otto Porter, who's a bigger, fo- like he would be like that Harrison Barnes p- player. Or, or person. you know, even if you don't take him Perfect out, fit. I mean, he, you just play him at the four. You got Wiggins, Porter, and Draymond. That's some solid length there. That's some solid yep. stuff. But it's like Otto Porter fits the bill of what the Warriors want far more than guys like Bazemore and Kelly Oubre did. 100%. Like he 100%. can cut, he can shoot, he can pass. He's doesn't get tunnel vision on the rim, that sort of stuff. So it's 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 a good signing. It doesn't address all their needs, but it is a good signing. And and to me, it's look, Bazemore shot 40% from three. Great. He really didn't do anything else on that team. Kelly Oubre looks like he plays defense very hard, but honestly, doesn't really do much on the team in terms of winning. So, and the athleticism that I think people are worried that the Warriors are losing, I don't think the athleticism ever did anything for them. I don't think it was that important. I think end of the day, if you have Draymond Green and you put smart defenders around, you'll be able to play pretty good defense. And it's not like the Warriors were locking up the best teams in the league too with that quote unquote top five defense. So, uh, yeah, good signing. Let's get to uh, let's get to Bielitsa. Bielitsa, another front court player who can really shoot the ball. Another player who's been in a couple bad situations, so it's kind of made him look worse than he is. But like he he's kind of the the heart and the soul of the Serbian national team. Did you know he's more loved in Serbia than Jokic? Oh because he God. always plays for the national team. Yeah, well, um, one of the better shooters you're going to find, actually probably a better passer than Otto Porter. Like he can do some of the Bogut David West pass from the elbow stuff. I think Steve Kerr is going to love having that option off the bench because this is, again, another guy you can kind of count on to quote unquote settle the unit and make it easier on guys like Kuminga and Wiseman. Yeah. Yep. And he's, and he's not, it's not like he's a six, seven, six, not a wing. 
right? He's, he's six. He's a legit six ten. Yeah, yeah, six ten, six eleven. Like that's a seven footer. Now it's not like he's rim protecting. No, but there's a little, little bit more size physical. there. Yeah, like my my take with Nemanja Bjelica is that he's similar in Otto Porter, perfect fit in Steve Kerr's system, excellent shooter. I don't think it's an Omri Caspi situation where he's going to be scared to shoot by midseason. Um, I think he's got enough defensively to play there as the four, maybe small ball five in the in the second unit lineup. And I think he also, like you mentioned, he's going to make life a little bit easier for some of the rookies, namely our guy Big Jim. Like he's going to make life for him. You know what made life for Big Jim hard? Playing with guys like Brad Wanamaker, Kelly Oubre, Kent Baseball, who kind of just didn't make life easy for him. They were just kind of out there doing their own thing, being space cadets. But when you talk about Otto Porter and, and Bielitsa, they're guys that you want to play with that make your life easy, especially when you're big gym, when you're not really ready to play the NBA game yet. So I think it's another great signing. The thing that I think is going to catch Warrior fans by surprise with Bielitsa is his passing. For the Serbian national team, they run him like the same way they use Jokic. Take that for what you want. Um, last couple of years, the Kings and the Heat have used him a little more as a passer too. Like he's the kind of guy who, if he got the minutes, would get four to five assists a game. He has kind of like the same assist rate for the advanced stats folks that guys like Bogut and the last couple of years, the guys like Bogut and David West had. I think he's going to be a it's really going to help the Warriors because like last year we complained that they didn't change the system because I thought it was ridiculous. They were trying to run this pass to the high post read and react system with guys like Kelly Oubre and Kent Bazemore who are just incapable, right? Now they at least have guys who can run their preferred system. They're going to help them out. The front court got a lot better. And uh, I think that's all, all around a good thing. Yep. All around a great thing. I think now, and especially also another thing to think about, uh, they got both of these guys for vet mins. I don't know how much I believe that they turned down mid-level exceptions for these vet mins. I just, I, I always kind of, eh, we'll, we'll see. But um, they, that means, that, Sam, that they still have the taxpayer mid-level exception. Like They still have $6 million to get another free agent. Presumably, that's going to help them as much as these two guys. And that, that's pretty exciting. There, there are yeah. rumors they're not willing to pay the full taxpayer mid-level. I'm hoping because, you wouldn't bring that up. But because... Yes. Um, they're going to potentially have a $200 million tax bill. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Um, they do need to add more talent to this roster, though. So if it's about money, trade some of your redundant pieces. You know, trade yeah. a, trade an Eric Pascal who might not have a role in this team anymore. Honestly, where he where, doesn't. He doesn't. Where is he going to fit if you're if you're trying to get Wiseman minutes, if you already have Otto behind Draymond and you all got Juan Toscano Anderson and a bunch of players who are trying well, to work in the front court. Yeah. Where where does he fit? But like on with jazz. that, with that said, let's uh yeah, on the jazz. Shout out uh Joe Inglis, right? Uh what I was gonna say is let, let's put that stuff aside. Let's let's talk macro. Who's left in free agency that you think is the best option for the Warriors? So I'm sure by the time this is out, they'll have been signed too. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll be signed with the Warriors too. So the easiest, not the easy selection, but the guys that are out of the Warriors range are two guards and two guards that the Warriors may be interested. Two different shooters, two different guards. I like one of them more than the other. I like Reggie Jackson. I actually hated Reggie Jackson, but now I love Reggie Jackson. Um, and then Dennis Schroeder, two guards. So I think those guys are out of the Warriors range. But if you can get either of those with the taxpayer mid level, I think you almost have to do it. Right. So those are top two. And then I think the guy that I think is semi-realistic for the Warriors is the guy that they were rumored to trade Kelly Oubre for at the trade deadline is Danny Green. Perfect fit. 
Like you need, when I think of guys that you pick up as vets, hopefully I'm thinking you can get a guy that can close games. Danny Green, I think, is a guy that if he's on the team, he's closing games. He's, that's an easy one for me if they can get him for six mil. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about it. So the first two names you mentioned are point guards. I, when free agency started, the, the things I wanted the Warriors to add were a guard who could put pressure on the rim, front court shooting, so it wasn't like always Draymond and Looney and two guys who can't shoot up front. And wing depth. They addressed the front court shooting. I think we agree Otto Porter and Bielitsa are it's a pretty good starting point for front court shooting, particularly with when you consider how Draymond has looked for Team USA. God, he defensive just masterclass for just Spain. Uh, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, Wiseman is obviously a big developmental priority and all that sort of stuff. They added some wing bodies, but they could use a veteran wing. But they haven't added a guard who could put pressure on the rim. So I'm with you. If they can get Schroeder, by the way, I think Steve Kerr would hate Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, correct. Correct. I think he'd be more into Reggie Reggie Jackson. You think so? I think you might hate him too. I think based off of how Reggie Jackson uh, performed with the Clippers, how he looks like a reform player, he might might be a little more into that than the defiant Dennis Schroeder who – I mean, it got I ugly just, at the it got yeah. it, it got ugly at the end there with the Lakers, right? Um, yeah, uh, but I yeah. think both those players would help the Warriors because they give you a guard who can actually get to the cup, which is something they don't have. And they could close, and they could close. Maybe not every game, and they could close playoff games. Yep. Uh, Danny Green is a more interesting one. Like I know Warrior fans don't love him because of the clay injury, but Danny Green's a proven closer. You know, you can throw him in there. He does not make the snakes on defense. He hits threes. I mean, he's just a high IQ player. He's like, yep. Yep. he's the most unfancy, effective winning wing you can find in the league. I would think that they would love him, particularly since, like, let's be real, without Clay, they're pretty thin in the backcourt. They got, uh, obviously, Steph. Jordan Poole is going to probably take a bigger role this year. So that's two. I mean, that's Damian Lee. Damian Lee could play some minutes, but he's like a, but he's like a 10th man, right? Like he's not, you're not giving him minutes every single night, 30 minutes a night. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Clay is probably not opening the season. He's probably going to be under 25 minutes a game for most of the season. So you got to find someone who can eat some of those minutes. Now you can put Wiggins at the two, but like you got to do something. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. And I think that's, um, I think the depth portion, I think is the, is what you're talking about. Um, I also think that if you're talking about another target in terms of backup guard, Avery Bradley's out there. He might not that's even a, command that's all a, of the... Yeah, right? That's a great one. Avery Bradley would give you that point of attack defender. So, like, yeah. you know, Jordan Poole doesn't have to guard backup point guards. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah, they they definitely need one of those guys because until Clay's back to full health, which probably won't happen next year. And it's not even... Good. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even going to happen this year. So you kind of have to do it anyway, regardless of Clay. Yeah. Right, like regardless of what he looks like, I think you're gonna have to think. You know, you could sell me on Avery Bradley. Now, a lot of this is dependent on the healthy, but, but I mean, that's all these guys, right? Like all these guys are gonna have something that you're hoping for is gonna is is gonna do well. So, um, if I asked you, Danny Green or Avery Bradley, who who would you who would you want? I mean, Danny Green's a better player. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's particularly close. But Danny Green is also. I know the you know it's it's not going well with the Philly negotiations. That feels like some some leveraging going on. Mm. So I I would take either I would take any of the four guards you mentioned. One, two of them address one need. The other two address a different need. 
I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to address both needs and they're just going to have to deal with the fact that they're a little short on one thing yeah. going into the season. Yeah. Um, but I would be thrilled with, you know, any of those four guards because they would give the Warriors a viable 20 minute per game rotation player, which they desperately need until Clay comes back. Another name for you before we get out of here, Paul Millsap. Um, Cause they're, they're running a little completely bit completely different, completely different need, but yes. Right. right. I mean, he's a good player. I, I, I don't actually, I would take him on a vet minimum, but like, I don't think he's actually that big of a need because you got to play Wiseman 20 minutes at minimum. You got Draymond. Yeah. You got Otto Porter. You got, you got Bielitsa. You got the loon dog. I don't the know, loon, man. The loon dog. It, it's uh, no, I, I'm with you. I just think from I mean, a he is, he is, he is good. I wouldn't mind him, even though he's older, I would not mind him. Yeah. I, it's kind of dependent on, is it a vet man? Is it the full mid level? Is it part of it? What are you going to do with, with kind of a wing guy? Is that it? Right. Um, you're right. I mean, Wiseman's going to need minutes, right? Like it's not a Kaminga situation. I think he's going to play a little bit more than Kaminga. Um, and even Moody, but um, I think uh, you're right. I, I just, I like Millsap. I like the way he plays basketball. So I, I, w- I would not be mad at a Millsap signing because they do still need a veteran big. I mean, look, Looney played a lot of minutes last season. Wouldn't surprise me if he got hurt this season. So um, anyway, so far, I think the offseason has been very good for the Warriors. Very, very good. A plus. I'm not willing to go A plus, but I think they've had a solid start. Let's see what else they do with the offseason. They still have some work to do, but I'm a big fan of the Otto Porter signing. And uh, and I, I like Bielitsa and everything's moving in a positive direction. I, I'm, you know what, dude? I mean, maybe I'm just being salty. I really wanted to watch Kuminga and Moody tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to see him in 24 hours. And uh, yeah, we'll be back when the rest of free agency ends and to give our first impressions of Kuminga. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.